God is a God of revelation, and He reveals mysteries. And in Daniel chapter 2, He reveals not only what Nebuchadnezzar's dream means, but what he dreamed. And so much was at stake, and so much of the future of the known world would be within this dream and its interpretation. We'll find out more about this intriguing dream of Nebuchadnezzar and its interpretation today on Walk in Truth. You're listening to the teachings of Pastor Michael Lance. It's our goal to build up believers and reach out with God's truth to all people. Before we get to today's message, we want to let you know that this is a listener-supported ministry. For your gift of any size, we would like to give you the free DVD, Dark Dangers of the Occult. Call with your gift at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Now, you're going to get great reward, a great position in the kingdom if you can tell the dream and the interpretation. But if you can't, you're dead. This is job pressure. I know some of us, you know, you fought free ways to get here and your boss is tough and whatever. You haven't had a boss like Nebuchadnezzar. I, I doubt you have, right? And so they answered a second time, verse 7, and they said, let the king tell the dream to his servants and we will declare the interpretation. You can sense some rising dismay, maybe some little side meetings going on. He's asking us to tell him my dream. Nobody can do that kind of, somebody go back to him. Somebody speak some sense into him. King, come on. Really? How can we do this? And the king answered and said, I know for certain, verse 8, that you are bargaining for time. Inasmuch as you have seen that the command from me is firm, I know you're stalling, I know you're bargaining, that if you do not make the dream known to me, there is only one decree for you. For you have agreed together to speak lying and corrupt words before me until the situation is changed. Therefore, tell me the dream that I may know that you can declare to me its interpretation, okay? Maybe they had a bad track record. Maybe he doubted their abilities. I don't know. But he is firm as firm can be. So the Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who could declare the matter for the king, inasmuch as no, do you notice what they're doing here? No great king or ruler has ever asked anything like this of any magician, conjurer, or Chaldean. No great king has asked anything like this before. This, this is unheard of. It's, it's unthinkable. It's unconscionable. Can you imagine? And the king's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me just say it one more time. If you don't tell me the dream and the interpretation, you dead. Off with your head. <laughs> this is it. I don't care how much you beg. I don't care how much you plead. It's over. Moreover, the thing which the king demands is difficult, verse 11. There is no one else who could declare to it except uh, except, declare to the king except gods who, whose dwelling place is not with mortal flesh. The gods would have to do something like this and they don't hang out with people like us. Wait a minute, I thought you guys had a, a connection on understanding omens and, and dreams and all of this stuff, but now you're saying you don't? Now we know that our God is actually, actually did hit, make his dwelling among men. It says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. 
The glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus would say later, if you've seen me, John 14, 9, you've seen the Father. Matthew 1, 23 says, his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Oh, if they only had a God like we have. Amen? But they had false gods and goddesses that couldn't deliver anything. Because all they were were idols. All they were were potentially demonic, but all they were were idols of wood and stone. Well, the king became indignant, verse 12. He was very furious, and he has a record of doing this kind of thing, as we'll see at the fiery furnace, and gave orders to destroy, notice, all the wise men of Babylon. Nebi is angry, and he says, that's it, I've heard enough, kill them all. And a decree is made, and he's going to sign it. The decree goes forth that the wise men should be slain. And they looked for Daniel and his friends to kill them. Now, where were Daniel and his friends at this time? I don't know. They may have had a tea time. You know, I heard that there's some good courses in Babylon. I don't know. I don't know where they were. Maybe they were considered too young to be part of this committee. They're probably still teenagers, of course, at this time. Maybe they were off on an assignment but all of a sudden, can you imagine, maybe you took a sick day at work, maybe you took a day off, and you get, a, you get an email, uh, all the wise men in departments A, B, C, and D are to die at noon tomorrow. What? What happened? What went wrong? I take a day off, and this is what happens. Come on, man. And so all the, the hit squad goes off. I think maybe they're going to take people to death row, maybe, or kill them on the spot. I don't know. But all of a sudden, they go looking for Daniel and his friends. And Daniel replied with discretion and discernment to Arioch 14, the captain of the king's bodyguard, who had gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. It says in the NIV, Daniel spoke with wisdom and tact. If ever there was a time for tact be to become your long suit, it's now. It's like Arioch shows up at the door and says, Daniel, you're a nice guy, but the king's had a really bad night and a bad day, and I'm sorry, but we got to kill you. This is a time to think of something tactfully to say, like, could we have a little bit of time? What's going on? Could you explain the problem? Maybe we can come up with a solution. And he answered and said to Arioch, the king's commander, for what reason is the decree from the king so urgent? Why so severe? Why so harsh? And Arioch informed Daniel about the matter. He told him about the dream. He told him about the interaction. And so Daniel bravely, boldly went in and requested of the king 16 that he would be given, that he would give him time. That's a bold request because that's something that Nebuchadnezzar did not want to give to the magicians who were there before. He said, I know you're stalling. But somehow Daniel was given favor by God in order that he might declare the interpretation to the king. Well, this is faith. Daniel says, please give me some time. What would you do now if you were Daniel? Let's say the king says, all right, you got 24 hours. You're a bright young man. You seem to be head and shoulders above the rest. 24 hours. All right, here you go. Thanks, king. Whew. 24 hours. Tick, tick, tick. Clock's ticking. What do you do? Let's see. I'm going to go Google dream interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> so i got to find a good article. 
<laughs> What's that 1-800-hotline uh, number that you could call about this kind of stuff? Uh, maybe that's an older idea. What do you do? What, what can you do? What would you do? Would you call a prayer meeting? Is your first response to crisis prayer or your last? Let's see, I'll Google it, I'll call, I'll phone a friend, uh, I'll do this, I'll do that. And then finally you say, go for a lot of options, maybe, <laughs> just maybe we should <laughs> say it with me, brothers and sisters, pray. What? Is that how we live our lives? When every other technological thing we could do or angle we could find to fix it, well, Daniel went to his house. He informed his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah about the matter. They went, and he said, this is what has happened. This is what's going on. Everybody turn to Psalm 30 for a second. <clears throat> this is a psalm that may have come to mind as they had to deal with the clock ticking and you've got to have an answer to this prayer tonight or you're dead. Psalm 30. What would you do if you had a death sentence hanging over your head? Would you pray? Maybe you'd pray like you'd never prayed before, amen? You know, it's been said that there's no atheists in foxholes. When we're facing death, all of a sudden, we want to be right with God. We want to have our sins confessed. We want to know that we have a redeemer. When our mortality is on the line, most people become theists and not atheists. And Daniel and his friends prayed. Psalm 30, verse 1 says, I will extol thee, o, extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up. Has not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cry to thee for help, and thou didst heal me. Psalm 30, verse 3. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from Sheol. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you his godly ones. Give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. Now as for me, I said in my prosperity, I will never be moved. O Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face, I was dismayed. To thee, O Lord, I called, and the Lord, to the Lord I made supplication. Verse 9. What profit is there in my blood if I go down to the pit? Will dust praise thee? Will it declare thy faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be thou my helper. Turn back to Daniel 2. We're invited when we pray to a throne of grace that we might receive mercy and help in time of need, I don't know about you, but I'm a needy person. I need the Lord every moment of every day. And there's a throne of grace that our great high priest invites us to, to dispense grace. And all you got to do is go to it and he'll give you grace and he'll give you more grace and he'll give you more grace. He just dispenses it grace upon grace. And so they went to the Lord and they had a prayer meeting. I can't imagine a more urgent prayer meeting in all of world history than happened that night. Can you imagine? Oh, Lord, just to inform you on current events, Nebuchadnezzar's having a bad day, and unless you tell us his dream and the interpretation, <laughs> we'll see you real soon. <laughs> 
I mean, this is it. If you don't get something from heaven tonight, how fervently You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. But first, what do you know about the occult? In the month of October, the number one theme is Halloween. Houses are decorated and kids drag their parents to the store to get the costume they want to wear for their holidays trick-or-treat night. There are those that take the holiday on a darker path. What do you know about the occult? People are often fascinated with it, but it is far from innocent. It is dangerous. God warned his people in the Bible to understand what it is and have nothing to do with it. Dark Dangers of the Occult is a DVD available to you this month by Pastor Michael Lance. The video includes teachings and interviews that will help expose the occult for what it is and shine the light of Christ's power over it. Dark Dangers of the Occult is available as a thank you when you give a donation of any size in support of Walk in Truth. Call 844-48-TRUTH today. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Now back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. I mean, this is it. If you don't get something from heaven tonight, how fervently would you pray? James 5.16 says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. How fervent do you pray? You get certain prayer requests, you go, oh, Lord, help that person. Oh, Lord, bless the world. Oh, Lord, feed the hungry. But if you are going to die, if you don't get an interpretation, how fervent is your prayer going to be? Are you going to be praying the little calm prayers like, Lord, you know, if you would see fit. No, you're going to be saying, Lord, please. Maybe we need to pray with a little bit more urgency. Maybe we need to pray with a little bit more passion. And so they prayed. Their eyes were on the Lord in order that verse 18, chapter two of Daniel, they might request compassion. They pleaded for mercy from the God of heaven concerning the mystery. The Hebrew word is the rats. The Greek word is the musterion. They needed to see behind the veil so that Daniel and his friends might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your cares to him because he what? He cares for you. That's why you pray. Because you need heaven's assistance because when we pray, heaven is enlisted. And Daniel prayed probably like he never prayed before. He asked for mercy. Turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. We're going to have to move quick, but I want to show you something the Apostle Paul said because I think 2 Corinthians chapter 1, we would all agree that our prayer life improves in crises. Anybody? How many of you pray harder when you're flying in a plane? Prayer life improves. Oh, Lord, don't let it be the pilot's day to die. <laughs> That's the only thing you got to pray, right? If he's good, everybody else is good, right? I don't know how that works out philosophically but, and, and theologically. But we pray. We pray in crises. And 2 Corinthians 1.8 says, We don't want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction which came to us in Asia, 
that we were burdened excessively beyond our strength so that we despaired even of life. 2 Corinthians 1.9. Indeed, we had the sentence of death. That's what Daniel and his friends had. Within ourselves, in order that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a peril of death <clears throat> and will deliver us, he on whom we have set our hope and he will yet deliver us. You also, 2 Corinthians 1.11, joining in helping us through what? Through your prayers, that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed upon us through the prayers of many. Look, God is sovereign, but he uses prayer. And when we're burdened beyond our strength, he says, come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Turn back to Daniel. We'll finish it for tonight. I was reading a commentary preparing for this uh, today. A man named Rodney Stortz was writing. Uh, good commentary on the book of Daniel. And I was trying to, you know, sometimes I like to look people up, authors and stuff. And Daniel, um, written by Rodney Stortz, this commentary, he died, I think, in 2002 or 2003. He was 52 years old. That's how old I am right now. And when you see something like that, you go, wow. And Rodney said something in the commentary in this chapter. He said, you know, I signed a contract to write this commentary. At the same time, I got a diagnosis that I had liver cancer. And he said, the church called a prayer meeting. And I went in for a surgery. And I had people in my room praying for me. There were people of the congregation gathered in the sanctuary and they prayed for him for something like six to eight hours through the surgery and then people praying for him in the recovery time. This is real life, you guys. This, this writer, you know, you, you look up and you realize he died 16 years ago at 52, writing a Bible commentary, pastor of a Presbyterian church somewhere, I think, in the Midwest. And you're like, man, life, we just don't know what's going to happen. And the Apostle Paul said, look, we need to pray. Now, we all know that Daniel didn't just pray in emergencies. We know when the edict goes out in chapter 6 that Daniel will kneel three times a day, open his window, face Jerusalem, and pray. He was a man of prayer. Am I? Are you? Maybe it's one of the toughest things in the Christian life to be consistently a person of prayer. But we need to be. It's a discipline, but it's a privilege. And so they sought the mercies of God. Daniel and his companions sought God. Then verse 19 says, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. All of a sudden, they prayed and word came from the Lord. It was some sort of vision and he got the dream and the interpretation. Now, how happy would you be after getting that answer to your prayer. All of a sudden, I don't know how it happened. It was some sort of vision and God showed Daniel Nebuchadnezzar's dream and the interpretation. Would you be doing a little river dance? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, how would you be praising the Lord? Would you be worried about, you know, maybe I shouldn't raise my hands in worship because people might think I'm a little worried. No, Daniel was like, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. I'm telling you, folks, sometimes we're a little stiff in worship like we haven't been saved from sin and death and hell. 
well, I, we don't want to get too excited. I'll wait till my favorite football team is playing later, and then I'll paint my face and go crazy. <laughs> wait a minute, hold on. Isn't this the redeemed community? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's okay. And Daniel wasn't going to stop worshiping. He was like, how many times do you think Daniel said, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Let me write it down. Let me make sure I don't forget this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Man, God is faithful. And so Daniel answered and said, let the name of God be blessed forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. It is he who changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. This is what Nebuchadnezzar's dream is about. We'll see next time. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to men of understanding. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells within him. God reveals things that are, he knows a thought before I think it, a word before I speak it. He can see into the heart. Everything's naked and open before him is the essence of Daniel's words. To thee, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for thou hast given me wisdom and power even now. Thou hast made known to me what we requested of thee, for thou hast made known to us the king's matter. Therefore Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and spoke to him as follows. Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. I don't know if anybody died yet. Hopefully not. Take me into the king's presence, and I will declare the interpretation to the king. And Arioch hurriedly brought Daniel into the king's presence and spoke to him as follows. He said... I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who can make the interpretation known to the king. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? And Daniel answered before the king and said, as for the mystery about which the king has inquired, neither wise men, conjurers, magicians, nor diviners are able to, to declare it to the king. However... There is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, amen? And he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will take place in the latter days. This was your dream and the visions in your mind while on your bed. And you're going to have to stay tuned to the same bat time and the same bat channel. For those of you who remember Batman. Anyway, next week to hear about the dream and its interpretation. And if you want to read ahead, that would be awesome. But isn't God good? Man, when well, we're in a tight spot and we got nothing but him, maybe we're in the best place that we've ever been. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the book of Daniel. Thank you for the lessons. When I watch four teenage boys show incredible faith, courage, which isn't the absence of fear, but it's doing the right thing even when you're afraid. When I watch them say, you know what? The false gods of Babylon can't do it, but our God is a revealer of mysteries. You watch Daniel not be afraid to go to a world leader who could have him executed on the spot and challenge the Babylonian ways and bring the God of heaven, the true God, into the court of Babylon. Lord, your plan is on so many layers here. See, Daniel was wondering about the future of his people as well. Would they ever return to the homeland? 
What was going to happen to him and his family? Lord, we know you work on so many levels in so many ways. And I just pray that tonight, as your people have opened the word, you'd open our hearts to you, to go deeper with you, to trust you more, to have more faith, to be people of prayer, people of reliance who lean upon you in the good times and the the difficult ones, that you'd bless each saint that's here, Lord. I'm just going to ask you with your head and heart bowed if you've not met Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you don't know him as your king, as your good shepherd, just cry out to him. Just say, Lord Jesus, I want to know you. I thank you that you died on that awful cross for me. Prayed if it's you. I thank you that you rose from the dead. And I place my trust in you as my Lord and my Savior. Please forgive me. Make me a new person. Make me bold. Make me strong in faith. Help me to live for something that will last beyond my lifetime. I pray that in Jesus' name. Lord, for just each and every precious person who will listen to this later, they may watch a video, they may hear this on the radio later, I pray that you would speak to their hearts about their need for you and let us go a little bit deeper from what we've heard tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listening family, it's Pastor Michael. I want to tell you another exciting thing about walkintruth.com. It's the store that's there. There's some great products up there on some intriguing subjects available in CD and DVD format. When you purchase one of those products, you actually support the radio ministry and help us reach out to more people like you. It's walkintruth.com. Click on the store, check it out, get a product, and you'll be partnering with us in the gospel ministry. We appreciate you. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, encouraging you to reach out with God's truth to all people.